You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the True University podcast, where the truest thing about you is what God says about you. My name is Steve Eden. I want to welcome you here today. So I've been doing some Q&A, some question and answers that people have sent in and got lots of good feedback on that. Today is not necessarily a question, but it is something that I have had to help people with a couple of times this past week, and then it's certainly something that I have contended with for much of my adult life, and I really do think it's going to uh, be a blessing to a whole lot of our listeners out there. want to talk today, and again, kind of what happened was uh, just helping a couple of people I know overcome the battle in this area. It's like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you need to talk about this on the podcast. So uh, I'm talking today about people-pleasing, People pleasing and uh, his brother. <laughs> if people pleasing is a is a spirit or a, an attitude, an assignment of the enemy against us, uh, his brother is fear of rejection. And then the sister to those two is the spirit of Jezebel. Because here's how it works: once you're susceptible to people pleasing, uh, you then become subject to fear of rejection. And then, if you are subject to fear of rejection, you are a candidate for being manipulated and controlled by other people and other people's opinions. And think about it. You know, we talk all the time. This is the True University podcast where the truest thing about you is what God says about you, not what everybody else says. Okay, so we we mention that a lot. And isn't it interesting that when you succumb to a people-pleasing spirit or attitude or just within your brokenness emotionally, you are susceptible, like you got to go around and please everybody because all of your identity and happiness is tied up into what everybody else thinks. Then guess what else that affects? Is it affects, uh, maybe I would say it this way, it gives the fear of rejection and people rejecting you gives you power over you and it gives the enemy access to you and then once once you're involved in people pleasing and you live with the fear of other people rejecting you you are the prime candidate for the spirit of Jezebel which you can read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 21 there's a few places there probably chapter 18 19 but Jezebel was uh, quite the evil woman and you study it out uh, most biblical scholars and teachers look at a spirit of Jezebel as one of manipulation and control. Uh, She was not a good person. And of course, Elijah had run-ins with her and so forth. But the moment you're susceptible to trying to please everybody else, you fear everybody else's rejection, their opinion, man, you're a candidate to be manipulated and controlled and dominated by other people. So uh, I want to share a couple of scriptures just right off the bat. And, and let me give you this. First Kings 21 is where Naboth's vineyard, uh, you really see the spirit of Jezebel at work there. Ahab wanted the vineyard. Naboth's like, I'm not giving it to you. So Jezebel works her manipulative magic, uh, basically conjures a total scheme against Naboth and uh, gets him killed. So that what? So that Ahab, her husband, can have the vineyard, even though it's evil and it's wrong. 
So let me let me give you some scriptures. This is very important for us today. Galatians chapter one, verse ten. And I just pray, Lord, that you would really, you would really seal the deal today. Would you bring healing, Lord, to those of us who need healing in the way of uh, of people pleasing, fear of rejection, and the spirit of Jezebel? Let your word, Lord, have its work within us as our hearts are open to you. In Jesus' name. So Galatians chapter one verse ten says, for do I persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, Paul writes, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Now, I've eaten this passage, and it literally means when it says, do I persuade men or God, it means obey. Do I obey men or do I, do I obey God? Do I seek and strive for the approval of men? Men. If you strive for people's approval, you have got to get rested and uh, secure in your identity and uh, the absolute approval that you have in Jesus Christ. You are either approved by his life, spirit, and blood, or you're not approved. You're either qualified by his life, spirit, and blood that's within you, or you are not qualified. It is that simple. It is Jesus plus nothing in the way of your approval and acceptance. Now, with the Holy Spirit at work within us, does he work on us? Does he grow us? Does he challenge us? Does he mature us? And does he teach us to conform us to the image of God's Son? Yes, he does. My spirit is conformed to that image. My spirit is heaven ready, if I can use that term, but it's my soul and body that are in process. Okay, so I say all that to say, don't seek the approval of men. Understand how approved you are of God. More on that later. And then he says, for if I still seek to be approved of men, I do not belong completely to Christ. That is when you eat that scripture and dig out uh, the word meanings of the different words there, bond servant, for example, belonging completely to Christ. Listen to John 5, 44. How can you believe, and I eat that scripture, it means have faith in God, when you aggressively go after or receive glory and honor, listen to this, an opinion that determines value. Jesus said, how can you believe when you receive glory, and that word glory means honor or an opinion that derives value, determines value from one another, and you don't seek the glory and opinion that really does determine value that comes from God. See, our value really comes from the Lord, not from other people's opinions of us and where they approve of us. My goodness, people, do you know how many different personalities and uh, lenses and perspectives there are within each different human being? You can't be living and dying based on what everybody else thinks. If your goal every day is is just to get up and be approved of people. The devil's going to clean your clock, man. You're going to be up and down all the time based on other people's opinion. you got to get rooted and grounded in the truth of who you are in Jesus Christ. I said this Sunday, how do we walk this out? How do we live the new creation identity? Well, or the true you, if I can use that term for uh, kind of how this whole podcast originated from my book called The True You. you got to get up. Wake up out of bed. Number two, believe who God says you are. Agree with him. And then number three, go be you. Go be you and live a free life knowing that you're approved of God. No, you've not arrived yet. You're still a work in progress, but God is approved of you in Christ. 
And then I like this one. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, we have been approved, that is, analyzed and tested by God to be persuaded by the Lord or entrusted with the gospel. We have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, listen to this, not as pleasing men. Not uh, That word pleasing, if you eat it, means satisfying, trying to satisfy men through their approval and opinion. So we speak the gospel, not as pleasing men, but as pleasing God who examines our heart. That word examine, analyzes and approves our heart. That's our inner self, our mind, uh, again, our heart. Basically, the center of your being and your motives. I'm going to read it again. We've been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. So we speak, not as pleasing men but pleasing God who examines our heart. Wow, those are some powerful scriptures there that have to have to do with equipping you to overcome just a man-pleasing spirit. You know, I know of wives who bend over backwards, uh, live and die based on their husband's opinion of them. Now listen, don't hear what I'm not saying. Every wife needs to honor her husband as unto the Lord. I get that, but But ladies, you cannot live and die with your husband's opinion of you every single day, especially when the God of the universe has approved of you. And I'm going to say it again. Yes, maybe you haven't arrived. Maybe when you look look in the mirror or you look at certain attitudes or areas you struggle that you're, you're disappointed, you'd like to improve. Okay, but have the right perspective of there's grace and there's love. Uh, from God himself and power for me to grow and improve, I can't live and die based on whether or not my husband said he liked the dress I was wearing or not. That's what I mean by just being bound by people approval, addicted to approval, or which leads to the brother, uh, fear of rejection, um, and then which leads to now you're completely susceptible to demonic forces like the spirit of Jezebel for people to bully you, manipulate you, and control you because you don't have self-confidence in your in yourself. I'm going to say that, but I mean Christ in you because that's where your confidence really needs to be. I've read a book by Bob Sorge, S-O-R-G-E, on uh, how rejection is related to people-pleasing. And here's what he says in this book. I think it's so good. Our Heavenly Father's affections for us are the unending cure for rejection and people-pleasing. I'm going to say it again. Our Heavenly Father's affections for us are the unending cure for rejection and people-pleasing. When we are energized by the praises of men, we lose our discernment. Now listen to this. We lose our ability to discern our Father's agenda when we're, when we're bound by people-pleasing and the approval of others, our discernment gets fuzzy. We're not exactly sure what the Father is saying because we're really assigning more value to what everybody else thinks. And we lose the ability to discern the duplicitous motives of man. Think about Jesus Christ. He's the pattern son, the model son. He remains sensitive to the Father's heart, and his father's plans all day, every day, because he wasn't held by the praises of men. There's a passage that says Jesus in John chapter 2 didn't entrust himself to men because he knew what was in their hearts. Okay, That didn't mean he went around 
uh, just skeptical of everybody and fearful of them. It just meant he, he didn't fully put the weight of his uh, confidence and trust in men. He knew their hearts. He knew how fickle the approval of man is. How about this statement? I think this is a great statement that I took out of the book. When God entrusts the higher dimensions of his kingdom authority to his chosen servants, then the people of God fawn over them, and that kind of praise can easily intoxicate uh, God's servants or sons and daughters, causing them to violate their stewardship of the power gifts without even knowing. Think about this causing them to be dependent upon the praises of men rather than the approval of their father. So what he's saying here, Bob Sorge is saying that oftentimes when you have people within the body of Christ that are really strongly gifted and then they find success and uh, maybe they're, they're starting to see some miracles, some healing, maybe they're a great orator, a communicator of the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, if they're not careful people will begin to prop them up. People will begin to pour on the praise uh, onto those people, and that can easily sway them to start listening to the praises and the approval of men rather than seeking the approval, the honor, as we read in John 5, 44, the honor that comes from God. God's opinion is the one that matters. God's opinion is the one that carries me. God's opinion of me is the one that sustains me on a daily basis. Man, I am praying for you in my spirit right now that you get rooted and grounded in your Father's approval and affections for you. If you don't have the True You book, you can get it at Amazon.com. Just search the True You or search Steve Eden. On page three and four of this book, you, you can recite each and every day what Scripture says about you. I am a child of God, Romans chapter 8. I am the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Uh, I'm chosen of God, Ephesians chapter 1. So uh, it's just a great tool for us to, to get our approval and our identity and our value and our source from the Lord and not from other things. You know, I put on Facebook the other day the number one mistake of Western or American Christians in 2020 was to move off of Jesus as our central focus and our central source and uh, replace him with partisan politics. What are we saying there? Well, it's all about you know, getting our candidate in, you know, all my happiness eggs are all in the basket of my certain political party and candidate. And you saw that play out in 2020. Uh, I'm going to say again, we've got to get our identity, value, and source and our life, our happiness from Jesus Christ. He has to be the centerpiece of our daily life. He has to be the foundation of our, our home and family, our individual life, our business, whatever it may be. Another thought I had is those who desire man's acceptance succumb to man's rejection. Those who desire man's acceptance will succumb to man's rejection because they become addicted to the praise of man. And because they're addicted to the praise of man, then the rejection of man stings even worse, even more. So as long as you're seeking the acceptance of man, you're making yourself vulnerable to the rejection of man. I'm going to say that one again. 
as long as you're seeking the acceptance of man and all your eggs are in somebody else's basket, you know, their opinion of you, you are making yourself vulnerable to rejection. It's going to sting a lot more. But if you close yourself to needing people's approval, now I'm not saying be mean. I don't care what you think of me, Bill. You know, we're not talking about that. But when you close yourself to needing, that's the key word. Do I need people's approval? Then you close yourself to feeling rejected by them. And Jesus was the master of this. He was anchored and rooted in his father's approval. Think of Luke chapter 3, verse 21 through 23. He comes up after water baptism. The spirit in the form of a dove uh, descends upon him and the heavens open. And the father says this, you are my beloved son. That's identity. In you, I am well pleased. That's approval. Uh, Jesus was able to believe that, receive that. And then the next verse says he began his ministry at 30 years of age. So it was out of his identity as a son that he was loved and accepted by his father that he was able to minister. We can't go about ministering to people so God will love us. We can't go about ministering to people so people will love us. We have to do it because we're already approved and loved by our Father in Christ. Maybe you're wondering, well, how do I get approved? It's in Christ. If you're in Christ and Christ is in you, then you have the very approval of Jesus Christ himself. It talks many times in the New Testament that you're a joint heir with Jesus. So what that means is everything you saw him walk in and the Father, you inherited upon his death, uh, his shed blood, and then you receiving his life and spirit on the inside of you. Jesus was untouched by rejection, and he faced a bunch of it because he was untouched by the praises of men. If you don't hear anything else I'm saying today, Jesus was untouched by rejection, and he faced a bunch of it because he was untouched by the praises of men. You're not going to be moved by rejection or even the approval of others see it's a two-edged sword even approval don't let approval of other people move the needle for you jesus wasn't moved by the uh, praises of men because he was not uh, uh he kept himself guarded from the praises and the approval of men it didn't move him he was moved by what his father told him to do he only did what the father said do He only did what he saw the father do. He found his total identity in his father's acceptance. And again, I encourage you, go look at Luke chapter 3. It's also recorded in Matthew 3 before he goes to the wilderness for temptation in Matthew 4. But in Luke 3, you are my beloved son and you I am well pleased. Man, I love that. That's just such a powerful, powerful truth. So, I want to share a little bit, me personally, you know, getting into ministry, I guess, uh, 1994, I was about 24 years old. I'm 50 years old now. But I can remember early on the Lord telling me, Steve, you should be more concerned about offending me by not saying what I'm asking you to say to the church and to the congregation than you are uh, worried about offending them. And he said, if you need them, you can't lead them. If you need their approval, you cannot lead them. And so I had to get other people's opinions out of me and out of my head. What everybody else thinks is of no consequence to who I'm predestined 
to be in Christ. This is what the Lord told me. He said, what other people think of you or the message or how you're leading is of no consequence to who I've predestined you to be. And I began to pray. I began to sever ties with the lies that would enter my head based on other people's approval and uh, his brother, fear of rejection. My goodness, perfect love, 1 John four eighteen began to remove all fear. I want you to take this down if you're taking notes. I hope you really get it. Put it on your refrigerator this week. You will never be healed of approval addiction by looking at your sources of rejection and winning them over. Oh, my goodness. You'll never be healed by looking at your sources of rejection and somehow winning them over. So all you wives that are so concerned about, well, I I just, I put so much stock in what my husband says about me or what I wear, how I look, you will never be healed by always looking to him and somehow convincing him from now till kingdom come that you are beautiful, that the dress is nice, and uh, that your weight is just right. You've got to get Jesus Christ as your source of acceptance and validation. How many young people today, think of young women, think of young men, teenagers, they are searching for validation. That validation has to come from the one who made them. The final authority of the end-all, be-all of life on this planet has to be the one that we get our our validation from his glory his view his opinion his perspective of us isn't it interesting that if you eat the word glory you dig it out uh in the definition one of the definitions of the glory of god is the view and opinion of god man let the glory of god rest in you and upon you in your heart so you can begin to understand what his view and his opinion of you really is my goodness That's so powerful. So as we keep going, I've talked about approval addiction. Then I've talked about how do we overcome uh, rejection. Let's talk a little bit about the spirit of Jezebel in this last segment here. Because Jezebel, this spirit is always going to attack your identity and your confidence. Think about Elijah, you know, in his bouts with Ahab and Jezebel. Always coming after uh, his confidence, his ability to lead. You know, he's at one point, he's like, man, God, just get me out of here. I can't do anything. Uh, I'm all alone. Nobody cares about me. So Jezebel, this spirit will attack your identity, your value, your approval by God. Uh, the spirit of Jezebel will definitely try to make you insecure. Now, you can see this spirit. It definitely has operated in females and women. We we see that for sure. We see it in Scripture. But it can operate in uh, men as well because it's a spirit. So it's just not all the ladies, although uh, you can definitely see the spirit of Jezebel in certain people's marriages where the wife undermines the husband, dishonors the husband. Uh, chisels away at his confidence and his ability to lead where their family is uh, is concerned. Jezebel will always try to undermine God's order, uh, especially like in marriage or any type of authority. And what happens is the husband eventually becomes aloof and insecure. Uh, Jezebel is very divisive. But you will not be susceptible to, 
to the attacks of the spirit of Jezebel if you are not giving place to approval addiction and fear of rejection. And I'm going to mention again, how do we overcome that? We're rooted and grounded. Our acceptance, our identity, our value, and our validation all come from our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the presence of His Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Jezebel is always going to be about manipulation, control, and uh, domination. A lot of times people who are susceptible to the spirit of Jezebel have had abuse at some point. You know, Somebody robbed them of security, so they always want to feel, uh, or safety, so they always want to be in control. Very selfish, self-based motives. Uh, they'll intimidate you, manipulate you through bullying. But how about this? They might intimidate you or manipulate you through tears. Whatever it takes for them to get their agenda done, get what they want, they're willing to, uh, you know, manipulate, cry, uh, use anger. See, a lot of times men will use anger, whereas women might use tears. And I'm not saying every time somebody cries or gets mad, they're manipulating somebody. But I'm telling you that they can be. It is possible that men can use anger and intimidation to get their way in the home women might try to use now some of them would use anger intimidation maybe violence physical violence some females a lot of them might use emotions and tears and those things but again don't hear what i'm not saying I'm not saying every time your wife cries she's manipulating you so get some discernment <laughs> receive the lord jesus christ and start listening to him and uh look through his lens his view and opinion his glory that's at work in you because John 17, I think it's verse 22. Jesus said, Father, the glory you've given me, well, I've given unto them. So you've got the view and opinion of God within you. Some of the fruit, <coughs> excuse me, some of the fruit of the activity of Jezebel brings about fear of rejection. So we talked about that. Uh, anxiety, uncertainty. Jezebel's always going to want to undermine anything. Uh, where there's security. Jezebel loves to play the victim role. Always the victim. Always. Never wrong. Not going to apologize. Full of pride. And woe is me. It's always about me. Uh, blaming, blaming others. They do not take. Jezebel will not take responsibility or ownership for uh Anything they've done wrong, it's always the other person's fault. They're going to deny everything and accuse the other person. The spirit of Jezebel likes to hold grudges and tie everything back to something in the past to build a case uh, to strip away again your confidence, uh, strip away maybe a leader's ability to lead. Um, ungrateful. How about this? Entitled. These are just some of the fruit of the spirit of Jezebel. Another one is Jezebel spirit often wants to know everything. Knowledge is power to the spirit of Jezebel. I want to know everything about everybody. And I'll use that information for my own gain. If I need to uh, take them down a notch, I've got information on them. If I need to elevate myself as better than them, I've got information on them. Uh, Spirit of Jezebel always wants to know everything because knowledge is power. Uh, Jezebel will flatter in order to gain influence. May seem sincere, but not really because it's just jockeying for, again, power, influence, and dominion. 
Jezebel and that spirit will create confusion in communication. Uh, many times, like even within church circles, uh, somebody who's struggling with the, the Jezebel spirit will serve, but the agenda is self-serving in the end, self-promotion. Look at me. This is about me. Uh, do not oppose me and me getting any kind of glory or praise. They'll also want the spirit of Jezebel uh, will want to eliminate anyone close to you. If you're a leader, for example, they'll want to eliminate anybody close by to you, anybody who's piping in good, solid, healthy information, excuse me, healthy information. They'll want uh, to keep uh, you or keep a leader as far away from that uh, influence, the good influence as possible. Uh, Spirit of Jezebel, if you do not comply with their agenda, and what they're going after can be seductive to get their way or hostile, uh, angry. So there you go. It's both sides of that coin where some use anger and intimidation to manipulate and play on people's emotions. And, and so I'm going to say again, who is most susceptible to this spirit? Those who are people pleasers and those who fear rejection, those who are insecure in their own identity. That's why we're talking about this today. You've got to get your value, validation, esteem, your identity from the Lord Jesus Christ so you are not susceptible to people-pleasing, approval addiction, fear of rejection, and the spirit of Jezebel. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. Jezebel also will, will always cause a fruit of the spirit of Jezebel working will be fear. Uh, lose your perspective of God lose uh, perspective of your relationship with God. Maybe even if you're a leader, a spirit of Jezebel, Jezebel can cause you to withdraw from the responsibility that God has given you. You'll, you'll be tempted to isolate. You'll, want, you'll start feeling depressed. You'll feel like over being overwhelmed. This spirit works kind of like uh, waves on a beach. It erodes over time. Uh, confidence. And wanting, uh, wanting the person it's, it's uh, aligned against to isolate, be depressed. Um, you know. And again, if you're sitting here thinking, man, I know somebody at work, they do stuff like this all the time. You do not war with flesh and blood. Remember that. You war with principalities and powers. The, the spirit of Jezebel and a lot of human beings are susceptible to it in the sense of being used by it is manipulation, domination, and control. They've got to get their way, and they'll do it by any means necessary. That's why I brought up 1 Kings chapter 21, uh, Naboth's vineyard, because Jezebel did whatever she needed to do, including uh, falsely accuse a man and get him killed so her husband could have his vineyard. It's just a, just an evil spirit. But remember that you don't war with flesh and blood. You need to stand up to the spirit in the authority that God has given you. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Greater is he that's within you, that's 1 John 4, 4, than even this spirit or the uh, fear of rejection because that's a powerful thing too. A lot of times where Jezebel's in operation, there's no peace. Nobody has any peace anywhere, maybe in your workplace. I pray not in your home. See, in your home, 
if Jezebel's operating, there's a lot of undermining, there's never any peace, nothing is ever good enough. What we need in our homes and families is the foundation of Jesus Christ, that our confidence, our care, our love for one another is coming from him and how he loves us, where he's the source of how we behave, not Jezebel, not approval addiction, not fear of rejection. Boy, hallelujah. So we got to have a spirit, the Holy Spirit empower us to overcome the spirit of Jezebel because it is a spirit. If you're dealing with someone uh, that you know has this spirit, you've got to tell yourself over and over again, he or she does not have what I want. They don't have what I want. What I want and what I need comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, a fruit of the spirit is can cause people to go into a stupor, almost like a fog, and drift from carrying out their God-appointed responsibilities uh, you know, at home or maybe at their business, their church, if they're uh, a pastor and they're, a pastor is coming under the influence of the Jezebel spirit, they, they, they drift off their assignment. They're distracted by all the drama, all the negativism, uh, all the manipulation that's going on, always trying to put out fires. It's a very distracting but subtle uh, spirit. And what ends up happening is I've seen pastors where they'll just give up control and authority because they want peace. And and this is where a lot of my personal experience comes in, where I do want peace. I want everybody to get along. Let's love each other well. But there's been times in uh, my ministry where I have abdicated leadership roles that were mine in the name of peace and forfeiting you know, forfeiting ground, so to speak, in areas that were actually my authority, but I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to upset anybody. So, you know, if you're in that boat, just reset your boundaries. Yes, there'll be conflict, but greater is he that's in you than he that's within the world. And you're just making a decision. I'm not going to be manipulated by people anymore. And when you understand it is a spirit, you don't get mad at the person. You just understand, hey, what I'm hearing you say right now, it really sounds like manipulation, like an ultimatum, like you're giving me this, uh, do I have to do it your way or there's no other recourse. And that's simply not true. Let's go to the Lord and ask him, Lord, what do you want out of this situation? It's not about what you want or the other person wants. Let's go to the Lord together and ask him what he wants. So you get back ownership of your life because you're no longer dancing for everybody else, people-pleasing, approval addict, uh, dreading fear of rejection. God forbid somebody reject you or reject your idea. Man, you got to grow up. you got to mature beyond that. Get rooted and grounded in your father's approval and his God-appointed authority. So let me give you this as we kind of uh, wrap up today. Here's some things that you can do uh, in the practical, I did give you, I gave you the one about, uh, don't relinquish control. You know, it is a spirit. So get filled with the spirit and you can, uh, reset boundaries. I think, I think resetting boundaries and getting clarity from the spirit of the Lord on what his will and what he wants to do is awesome. I think also on a daily basis, you can confess this out loud, father, I yield to your Holy Spirit, I do not yield to the spirit of Jezebel, and I do not yield to any approval addiction 
or fear of rejection. I yield, Lord God, to you. Uh, You can also confess, Father, right now I align with the Holy Spirit and I refuse to align with spirit of Jezebel or people-pleasing. I think you can also face the people or the behaviors that they're using trying to control you. But if you do face them, remember, you're secure. You're not coming at this in fear. You're secure in your sonship, your daughtership in Christ. And here's a novel idea. Are you ready? Hold on to your boots that you can actually have compassion for someone who's so insecure, so fearful, maybe so internally wounded that they're grasping for control. Remember, it's born out of fear themselves and self-protection. So then the Lord begins to move on your heart for compassion, uh, with compassion for those who are struggling with it. So come under the, the Holy Spirit's influence every day and simply say, Lord, how do you want me to order this relationship? Uh, how do you want to lay the boundaries of this relationship? Because I don't want to give in to manipulation, dom- domination, and control. Lord, I want your will your agenda, your purpose manifesting in and through my life. And that's so great, guys, because that's what Jesus did. Jesus uh, never lost sight of the Father's plans and agenda and the Father's heart for him because he was not held by the opinion and the approval of others. Boy, I pray this has been a blessing to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all those listening. I, I pray that you would bring forth healing where they need it. But Lord, I think after after today, I think most importantly, would you just remind them by the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ is their validation and they are forever eternally approved in their spirit man by him and by you. And proof of that is that you live inside of them. You wouldn't even be living inside of them right now because you're a holy God if you hadn't approved of them. So I just pray you would reground them, reset them, Lord, that their identity comes from you and out of that place of security and safety. Now, Lord, they can go be a blessing. Now they can go and help a whole lot of hurting people. We thank you for this, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 